everyone, welcome back to the Daily Bunny Show. If you had heard the original recording for this intro, it was, hey, welcome back to episode number 42. Oh wait, no, it's 43. Um, episode number 42 was very interesting and different. It was my first sort of adventure series where I talk about something I did in the world that is not inside my own home in this COVID era. Uh, I have gone on a bunch of trips, I didn't really talk about it much, um, and it was nice to connect with the team over at Notra, so go check that episode out, um, and go check out some of the uh, limited edition uh, sneakers they did with Nike on the Dunk uh, model. Pretty awesome, I've got the, uh, the white version and the blue version, looking forward to unboxing the blue version here pretty soon. But enough about old episodes, let's talk about today's episode. So uh, we're gonna highlight some stories that are notable and interesting in business and technology. Uh, we're going to talk about some travel apps and services and music uh, of all things. Cause you know, it's the Daily Blend Show and I love music. All right, so if you tuned into episode number 42, and I know we're talking about the old episode after we just said we weren't, you notice uh, sort of the same theme music. Uh, I'm on the hunt for some uh, official theme music. So if you are an artist out there that makes music, give me a shout. Uh, I will buy it from you. I'm looking for like a jingle, if, if you will, of sorts, not actually a jingle, but something like that, um, that sort of has a show identification. But okay, let's actually jump into the stories because that's why you came here. So the first story I want to talk about was Zapier uh, or Zapper. I'm not actually sure how to say the company name. And if you're not familiar with this, it is a automation platform that, or sorry, an integration platform that automates uh, data exchange between different applications. So it's pretty crazy to think that this product exists in the marketplace. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of apps that can be connected in different fashions. I know for me, I use it uh, mostly to connect my email, uh, CRM, and uh, uh, marketing automation platform together. So if you sign up for the newsletter, uh, you will then be kicked into my CRM automatically and it works like a charm. You can do other things like if you create a new contact in Gmail, it will uh, send you a text message. I actually think that is real. I just sort of made that one up. But anyway, there are, go, go to zapper.com and you can see all the ones. But uh, a marketing firm uh, that specializes in prom uh, providing information, um, or at least that's how they view themselves, um, gave you know a rundown of what are the things that people are automating. And more than half of knowledge workers, regardless of role, are using automation tools every day to save time and being productive uh, in their roles. But marketers are leading the pack in automated automation usage and other roles will need to invest more in this process. This is what the, the report is talking about. And so they polled 1,500 uh, individuals, uh, so knowledge workers, IT, accounting, HR, sales. I'm, I'm actually not that surprised that marketing uh, is top of the chart. It makes the most sense in terms of who's thinking about it and who would benefit from automation. I certainly think um, IT is is probably the next 
highest, or at least that was in the studies, but I'm not surprised there. Um, I'm actually sort of surprised that, uh, you know, customer service wasn't top of the, the pack. Um, I figured that would have been, you know, where more and more of the automation is happening, uh, especially with like chatbots and sort of if-then statements. But um, what we did is we took the report and we inputted some of the visuals that sort of highlight uh, the key takeaways on dailyblend.com. So if you head over there and ch- search for episode number 43, not to be confused with 42, uh, you'll see some of that information. All right, the, the next uh, stories are really focused around uh, Twitter and what Twitter's doing. Um, there's actually three. And so I was like really uh, impressed with what Twitter is bringing to market lately. I'm still struggling to decide when to use Twitter versus Instagram. And I think that has something to do with me being more of a visual person. But regardless, the first story is uh, about their newsletter platform uh, review. Uh, and um, it, it's pretty cool. Uh, it, it was very easy to sign up. It's like basically a, an API single sign-on. And it creates an account. And then you are able to create newsletters. And I use MailChimp today for my newsletters. Uh, some people use Constant Contact. Some people use like a more complex uh, marketing automation solution. Uh, for my needs, it's it's very simple to use MailChimp. Um, and even LinkedIn uh, has started their own uh, version of the newsletter. But what I thought was, was really cool with Twitter is the fact that, first of all, they made like the, the drag and drop GUI for composing the newsletter dead easy to use. They also allow you to import contacts from email, uh, CSV and Mailchimp, so they know where you know people are are using uh, competitive services and are trying to gain market share. So here's my question back, and I have a good answer. So Mailchimp's where my contacts uh, are, or what I use today. LinkedIn is pretty promising from a business standpoint, and Twitter is pretty promising from a business slash entertainment standpoint. So if I was thinking about like switching from uh, MailChimp over to either LinkedIn or Twitter, I'd be sort of scratching my head. Uh, I've seen success with a buddy of mine uh, that I highlighted, uh, Brandon, and his uh, newsletter on LinkedIn that's getting great traction. And, uh, you know, uh, not everyone is on Twitter, and those that are on Twitter don't always check it that often, or maybe they're only flagging it for, you know, sports or entertainment. So, you know... I'm going to give it a go. I, I think I almost might put like a, a weekly top five up there on music or something and just see how it trends a little more on like, I'll call it the consumer non-business standpoint uh, and come back. But, uh, you know, kudos to uh, Twitter on releasing a really nice looking product uh, to date. So the next one is that... Twitter is allowing you to sort of copy and paste and, um, you know, message the same thing to people, uh, multiple people at the same time. So if you create like a text, uh, think about it like a, creating a text or a private message, uh, I guess, on the Twitter platform. And then you can say, send that same message to, you know, up to 20 people. So you could type something like, how's your day? Or do you want to get drinks and send it to 20 people individually? And it allows you not to 
have to copy and paste. So it's like an efficiency thing and you don't screw up by sending it to the wrong person. I think it's really, you know, Twitter's aim to compete with iMessage and WhatsApp and keep you locked into the platform. I think it's a really smart move from Twitter uh, to keep people really using the platform and, um, you know, finding different ways to message and engage with their audience, not necessarily always, you know, uh, outwards voice to the public, if you will. The last story um, for Twitter, that is, is monetizing friendships, or at least that's the, the headline I created. And Twitter knows it's important for people on Spaces. Spaces is their uh, open platform for public speaking. Um, you know, it, it competes with some of the other ones that emerged during COVID. Um, and it allows people to almost like sell a ticket, if you will. Um, it's for super followers or, or people that uh, I guess would follow you. And they want to, uh, Twitter came out and says they want to help people creating tools and cool spaces, making money, uh, and hosting events. And um, it's only available on iOS, which is no shocker uh, to me. Uh, everything is uh, always seems to be on iOS first. Um, but why it matters. So, you know, ticketed spaces would differentiate Twitter uh, from the, the competition in the live audio space, you know, Clubhouse, and you could argue maybe what Instagram is trying to do um, lets listeners sort of um, tip uh, speakers or word badges, and uh, it, it's nice, but I, I think actually Twitter, you know, can uh, leapfrog Clubhouse here uh, with this capability. I, I even believe like LinkedIn is sort of starting to experiment with this or think about it. Uh, is one of the rumors I had heard, but uh, you know, I, I certainly think Twitter has a, a better offering uh, with what they're trying to do with the monetization and really compete with Clubhouse. And I think I've said it on the show before. You know, Clubhouse is behind the eight ball in terms of like rollouts and feature sets, and they really should look for for capital to help uh, fuel uh, that platform. Otherwise, I, I don't think it will last. You know, throughout uh, the next couple of years. Um, all right, so switching from Twitter, let's talk about connections. So connections are key, and that's the title I gave this uh, portion or this story. And um, what I thought was really interesting is I saw this announcement for a platform called Clay. And um, the investors in it include uh, Forerunner Ventures, which has been one of the earliest partners with um, such uh, companies as Chime, uh, General Catalyst, um, and uh, slow ventures and a couple other things. And what it is, is it's like a, a hybrid between, you know, I'll call it a CRM and a contact list and social. It's almost like an aggregator of all those things. And they've got two tiers. They've got a $20 a month tier um, and you can get a 14 day trial. And then they've got a, a free tier if you can't afford it and you got to email them why. And I think this is really interesting. So for me, I've got my own um, personal CRM. So I've got my work one, and that's you know what I'm using uh, to close deals and, and sort of the traditional sales funnel. And then I've got my personal CRM that I use in a very different fashion. I've got a five-stage relationship mapping. Uh, my first is, you know, we've met. My second is if we've exchanged information over email a couple times. Um, the third is... We got back on the phone, Zoom call, met for coffee, drinks, etc. Fourth is I connect you with someone. Fifth is you connect me with someone. And I 
think of, you know, when I connect uh, or when you connect me with someone, I, I call that winning the deal in the terms of the relationship. Uh, and I've talked about this before. And what Clay's aiming or, or seems to uh, be demonstrating is they're like a, a hybrid between like a CRM and then an aggregator of your social. I haven't uh, tried it, tried their 14-day uh, trial yet, but uh, I'm about to. And uh, I'll be curious how it goes. I've bookmarked the uh, the week of the 21st to kind of provide an update of my reactions to the software and the overall platform. All right, so let's jump into story number six. And this is Spotify adding uh, the stickiness that is Spotify, uh, or at least, once again, my title. So bonding uh, with a friend or loved one over your favorite shared music creates relationships like no other. And starting today, Spotify's latest personalized experience blend. Uh, I love the name, clearly. Uh, I made my uh, website daily blend, uh, is rolling out a, a beta uh, to uh, free users and premium users to sync your tastes even further. So they launched uh, blend playlists and beta in early June. And now there's like added features that allow you to do new cover art, taste match scores, uh, shareable data and stories. And, you know, this is like just a nice added feature. And the reason I highlighted this is now, I think Spotify is really winning the the war of personalization. You know, I switched back over to Spotify from Apple Music, and I couldn't be happier. The algorithm just seems to be better. The you know, the music they recommend, the the UI, the integration with social, just everything works way more seamless than Apple Music. And you know, if they can continue to pull off the Facebook API graph. And, you know, even the Shopify uh, API that they're, they're doing a lot more work with and start to, you know, sell me concert tickets, merchandising that align to the playlists that I create with friends and then make even recommendations for concerts to both of us or, or a group of us. I think that's where you bring that like sort of digital and physical uh, experience together. And no one's doing this quite like Spotify um, in my mind, and I'm continued to be blown away by the uh, the value prop and the differentiators they're bringing to market. The next story is on travel, and there is a new uh, travel app platform. Not sure how to call it, called Thatch. Um, every year, travel creators inspire millions uh, of trips and, and drive billions of dollars in bookings, and yet there still is not an easy way for these creators to capture value, deliver to their friends, followers, etc. So their platform allows you to you know, kind of showcase where you are, document things, uh, messaging. It's basically like some combination, or at least from you know, my like five minutes in the app, it's like a combination of... Um, what was it? Squarespace, you know, Instagram, mini blogs, and, um, you know, allows you to hopefully get, uh, you know, paid for the content you create. And, you know, I think travel is coming back in a big way. You know, I see it in the streets, I see it in the trains, and I certainly see it in the planes. And sites like The Point Guy, Localer, and TripAdvisor already exist and are in the market. Localer was one of the few sites that crowdsourced content from local people or influences, influencers who are trying to highlight places and spaces. 
And now it's kind of interesting to see a tech company approach this in a slightly different way where everyone's sort of an influencer and you have to build your own, um, you know, influence on their platform or use your other social platforms to drive people there. Um, you know, all these platforms are, are nice to haves. You know, I think they're non-core to, you know, um, TikTok at, uh, these days, uh, Instagram, you could argue then Twitter and, and Facebook kind of as the uh, secondary or tertiary social platform. So I would put these of whatever the fourth one is or fifth one. But uh, as someone who likes to travel, and obviously I talked about it um, at the beginning of the show, then, you know, maybe there's ways to monetize that. And uh, on the A story on the website, uh, you know, I, I kind of already talked about this at the uh, beginning of the story uh, or show rather, but uh, I was really pumped and, and fired up to share my experiences uh, with the Notre team uh, on the first adventure uh, story. And I linked it uh, and I embedded the uh, um, Spotify um, episode in here. So go have a listen. And uh, if you have any recommendations inside the Chicago area or Milwaukee, because those are the two cities that I live near, uh, shoot them my way at Reed Daily. And, uh, you know, I get on a lot of planes. So if you've got any big cities or restaurants or bars that you're like, you know what, go hit this up. Let me know. I am planning trips as we speak. All right. The final story is on music and it's super simple. Donda is here. And so after numerous delays, I think two events in Atlanta, one in Chicago, Kanye West's label dropped his latest album, Uh, not him. Um, In terms of the structure, you know, his albums are moving into more of a soundscape than necessarily a narrative. I mean, there was definitely some sort of undertones. I haven't read the reviews yet, but like, you know, it sounds great. You know, I like I like some of the songs. I don't like some of them, but I've probably listened to the album about ten times already. It, you know, I always like what he puts out. Uh, for the most part, I think there's one or two. I think that Yay album wasn't my biggest favorite, but this one's been great and uh, continued success to Kanye and all the artists and producers on it. I, I actually really like the fact that he highlighted. The singers, songwriters, producers, I think even engineers in some of the more recent Twitter posts. I wish more artists would go back to doing that. And, uh, you know, check it out. It's on Spotify for sure. I'm sure it's on Apple Music and other platforms. And with that said, that wraps up episode number 43 of the show. As always, you can get this episode and all other previous episodes on such great podcast platforms as Apple Podcast. Google Podcast, Spotify, and Anchor FM. Anchor FM is the new or newer to me uh, platform that uh, Amazon bought. Uh, is it Amazon or Spotify? I can't ever remember. Uh, maybe it's Spotify. Anyway, it's where I host this podcast, and it's super simple to uh, go and listen. And uh, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, Daily Blend on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Reed Daily. You can also find me on LinkedIn. It's Reed Daily as well. Good luck finding any other Reed Dailies. I dare you. And uh, thanks for tuning in and hope to catch you on future episodes. Enjoy the rest of the week and we'll catch you on Friday for the Friday Top 5.